Good morning, good morning, good morning to everybody watching. Good morning to New Freedom family. Good morning to Morning Conquerors Warriors for Christ Ministries family. And good morning to each and every one of you all watching on Facebook Live today. Um, my name is Quentin Faison, and I'd like to introduce and first welcome all of you all. Before I even introduce, welcome each and every one of you all to New Freedom Christian Ministries Facebook page. So glad to have each and everybody, each and every one of you all here with us on today. I have three awesome dynamic speakers here today, um, or should I say guest or co-host, however you want to see it or flip it, um, to, because essentially today's message, today's service is going to be a lot different than what you're used to normally seeing. So before we get started and before I let y'all know what's going on, I'd like to introduce some of you all and just reintroduce to some. Um, we'll start with uh, Brother Siobhan Davis. Um, you probably remember his face. You probably know his face from Praise and Worship. He is a drummer, the drummer of More Than Conquerors Words for Christ Ministries. Um, he's also currently a college student, um, majoring in psychology. Um, and uh, so as myself, so is myself. Um, and uh, Siobhan, anything else you want to say to the people? You want to welcome, say anything? I'm just, you know, glad to be here. Uh, glad to be able to, you know, speaking to everybody. I pray that, uh, you know, everything that you know, we talk about and um, stuff that we discuss, pray, you know, it helps somebody through a certain situation. If they're struggling with something, you know, I just pray it helps. So, you guys, just stay tuned and, and uh, just have some fun. Awesome. Awesome. And also, for those of you all that are also watching, got a dynamic duo here as well. Um, my bro from another, Brother Alex, as well as his lovely wife and my sis, sister from another, Mr. and Mrs. Um, Crystal, amen, Crystal Hayes and Alex Hayes. So glad to have y'all here. Welcome some dynamic entrepreneurs, business owners. Man, I'm telling you, these folks, they, oh my goodness, this is family right here. You got, oh my goodness, I could go on and on talking about Alex and Crystal, um, all that they do, uh, the impact that they have, the examples that they set. Um, on young black love, just young black excellence, and they're truly setting an example. So, anything I want to say to the people, the floor is yours. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. It's a pleasure. Looking forward to you know getting into the conversation and being able to just be honest and, and open about the topics we had to discuss. Uplifting God. That's right. Amen. 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 Truly, truly excited. So again, to everybody just now tuning in, want to welcome y'all. I want to welcome y'all. As y'all can see, we're in a different form today, different setup today. So if you're watching, go ahead, grab your notepad, join the conversation with us, hop in the comments, let us know what you think. Let us know what you got to say. If you've been in situations similar to what we're about to discuss, let us know. All right. So as we get started, just want to let everybody know that today um, essentially, we are having a roundtable discussion now. Um, unfortunately, due to some circumstances, we were initially planning on doing this together, uh, but some things came up, but we decided to still go forth and do this, but from a media platform. So we decided to use Zoom. Um, we are still going to get together at some point and do a physical roundtable um, and engage with you all in that regard. But for today, we're going to go ahead and use this Zoom platform to its fullest potential, and we're going to do it this way. So for those of y'all wondering what this is, we're not going to preach any sermons today. Not going to be any word or anything like that. Not going to sit here for an hour and, and go and 
throw scriptures at you. There will be some scriptures today. So let's believe we're not going to present anything without referencing the word of God. However, it's going to be a lot different. Um, it's going to be a lot more laid back today. So for those of y'all wondering, is there going to be a message? Yes, but it won't be in a traditional style or format. So as we jump into it, um, today, essentially, we're having a, a podcast type discussion. Um, and essentially what the talk of today or the discussion for today is, is um, overcoming spiritual entanglements. Um, we decided to go with that topic. I um, had a revelation about a couple of weeks ago for those of you all keeping up with what's going on in, in the cycle today and the social media world is everywhere. Um, there was a the word entanglement, uh, as you will, started floating around a couple of weeks ago um, in a situation. If you don't know the situation, you can look it up. But for those of y'all that know, the word entanglement started floating around. Um, but what's crazy about it is the word entanglement, uh, believe it or not, the situation that occurred where a entanglement essentially blew up, that particular situation, believe it or not, in the spirit, a lot of us have been in similar situations. Um, I saw a lot of people judging that particular situation and coming at that particular situation. But if we look at it from a spiritual standpoint, a lot of us have been in some entanglements spiritually. We've been in some entanglements mentally. We've been in some entanglements emotionally. And so today we're going to talk about overcoming them. How have some of us who've been in some entanglements, been in some battles, been in some been in a lot of different situations and scenarios how have we been able to overcome that and how have we been able to move forward in that so today we're going to talk about it uh we're going to be raw about it we're going to be honest about it so we're just going to jump into it so before we get started um like i said we the topic of discussion today is going to be overcoming spiritual entanglement so if you want to write it down you can please feel free to do so um and before we go into it we got some scriptures that I want each and everybody to write down. I started with um, Ecclesiastes chapter three and verse one. And it says, there is a time for everything and a, re and a reason for every activity under the heaven. So we have to remember in every situation and everything that we deal with and everything that we do, there's a time for everything and a reason for everything that happens. Um, and then also another scripture point that um, we also went to and reference that I referenced was Isaiah 54 and 17. Uh, no weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. That is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and this is their vindication for me, declares the Lord. So no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So in every situation that we're in, we know that it shall not prosper. So that's another scripture that we refer to because essentially, how can we apply the word of God to our situation? And I think that's really what today's discussion is going to be about. So with that being said, let me give you the definition of entanglement before we jump into the conversation. The definition of entanglement is a complicated or compromising relationship or situation. So what does that mean? Siobhan, what, you, what does entanglement mean to you? Like, what do you get from that definition? Yeah, it's kind of like when you're just you feel like you're stuck in something that you know that's you know not going to benefit you, and it's kind of hard to just come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think of it sort of kind of like peer pressure. You know, you're faced with something, and you know you want to come out of it. You know it's bad, but at the same time, you know it's kind of hard to get out of it because it's kind of like you're stuck between. You know, I want to not do it, 
I want to do it. Um, that's really what the word entanglement to me means. That's what I get from it. So, bro, Alex, bro, Crystal, y'all got anything to add to that? That, that was good, Siobhan. Yeah, that was uh, really good. And, you know, sometimes um, you don't know how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we all got a purpose. And, um, you know, anything that tries to hinder you or distract you or, you know, keep you from that, you know, just uh, think and be considered entanglement, you know, so. Anything that you, a lot of times too, anything that you don't know about, you know, you don't know, like you're saying, how to get out of it, that can be an entanglement. So, you know, there'll be a lot of different, different, um, you know, uh, synonyms for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome right there. And that's, uh, that's honest. And um, I'll just kind of piggyback on that because I feel like that's honestly, the real truth. Like sometimes we've been in situations and you like wondering, like a lot of times people, people from the outside looking in, people are saying, man, this person, you know, that you got yourself in this situation or, oh, why are you in this predicament or how did you get in this predicament? And the reason is a lot of us, a lot of people that have been in these predicaments, they're not there because they want to be, they want to get out there. They've been, you know, trying to get out of these situations, but they can't. It's not that they don't want to, it's that they can't. So and part of the reason they can is because they don't know how to. You know, a lot of times we see people in situations or we're in situations and instead of praying for a person or uplifting a person or speaking positivity, you know, we're so quick to judge, you know what I'm saying? We're so quick to, you know, we're so quick to look at a person's situation and speak on how we would be if we were in that situation instead of trying to declare and try to speak positivity because everybody's different. Everybody's situation is different. So we can't sit here and, you know what I'm saying, see somebody in something and be like, well, if, if I was there, you know, I'd be this. Because if you was there, you would be in an even worse predicament than the person you judged, which is why you trying to make yourself feel better, make yourself feel like you'd be better off if you were in that same situation. And you see it all the time. And a lot of times, instead of, you know, living a godly lifestyle or preaching what we, you know, teach, a lot of times people just like to go straight into a judgmental standpoint. So. You know, I definitely, the definition of entanglement um, is definitely something that really kind of resonates because I feel like everyone has been in a complicated position before. I feel like everybody has been in a compromising relationship, whether it be a, you know, a romantic relationship with a person, whether it's been a, you know, relationship with a friend, whether it be a relationship with a, a particular like a company or a job or regardless of that relationship, I feel like we've all been in some compromising positions. Yeah. yeah, we've all had the question. Might not be the same situation, but you know, it's the same principle for everybody. Um, you know, in their own individual walk, you know. So yeah, very true. Go ahead, Shavon. No, I was just saying, like, uh, I wanted to say, you know, with entanglement, not just entanglements, but like, you know, some people might not even know that. They're, they're in a, you know, entanglement. They might just think it's, you know, the norm because of how our society has kind of made, you know, sort of compromising things kind of like the norm, you know, where you're compromising something and you just think it's the norm, think it's like the normal thing to do. Yeah. They might not know it's an entanglement until, you know, they get caught out about it or, you know, it's like, you know, messing up their life and stuff like that. 
and uh, it's a lot. I see it a lot in not just you know college students, but really just you know in life in general. You see it a lot in people where they they do things like like us as Christians. You know, we know what's right and what's wrong, and we know that if we do the wrong thing, that you know God is going to let us know that it's wrong. And so we know that it's wrong, but as for people who aren't, you know, like us, or they're not on the same path as us, they'll see it as, you know, the norm, the, the normal thing to do because the world and society has made it to where it's just a normal thing to do. And that's something that, uh, you know, I feel like us as Christians, you know, we're, we've been trying to, to preach them to other people, like, you know, that's not the right thing to do, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do that, you know, they might say you have to, but you really don't have to do that because you have free will and everything that you can do. So yeah, that's kind of what I've had on my mind for a minute. And I wanted to go ahead and get that out there. Yeah. Can I piggyback real quick? I, um, I like what you said, you know, because you said the difference between, you know, Christians or believing in Christ, having Christ in your heart. That's what I think it really boils down to. You know, it's Christ in your heart. I know for me, my wife, us, you know, I know for sure that, you know, we're seeking after God's heart, you know, so that right there, it helps us in entanglements, you know, we're able to realize when, you know, we see a potential thing that can entangle us, you know, better because Christ is in our heart. A lot of people don't have that. And that's, you know, what the, what our ministry is about trying to like, you know, talk to people, be the example of that, you know, because that's, uh, that's what we need in life, you know. Yeah, you're just we need trying to, trying to inform people. Yeah. You know, try to inform them on, you know, the stuff that they don't know. You know, yeah. We'll try to help them out. Right, right. So, and then if, um, if you're in the middle of an entanglement, um, and the Lord is convicting you, you've, you've come to a point where, um you're realizing some things aren't what it should be within your walk. Uh, you have to, I guess, figure out, you know, you need to lean on God to get out of this situation that you're in. And it's not necessarily an easy thing to get out of. Yes, that's true. Very true. That's not always the easiest thing to do. Even for for us, I feel like sometimes it, it's not easy for us to, as well because you know we're at at the end of the day, you know, we're all human, and you know the the devil, you know he he works just as hard as us as on anybody else. So it's not as hard as you know as people may think it is. It's not that hard because we struggle with with stuff on a daily. You know we get faced with potential and entanglements. You know, we, we try our best to, to stay away from them because we know, you know, God is on our side. He can help us. But the really, you know, I would just I just want I hope that, you know, with everything we say today, that people find that it's okay to, you know, to, you know, call on God to help them through, you know, they're getting faced with a type of an entanglement or type of situation that it, you know, it's okay. To, to call on God because it's crazy because, you know, calling on God, I feel like that's not the norm, even though it should be the norm as as rather than, you know, call on anybody else. So mm -hmm. I feel like people should know that 
the real norm and the real, you know, the right thing to to do is, you know, to to call on God, to pray, to ask Him, you know, God, you know, help me fight this type of temptation, help me fight this, you know, potential and entanglement and stuff like that. And I just feel like I want to inform more people that it's okay to do that. You don't have to to go through it and just suffer. Like there's there's a way out. There's always a way out. Amen. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. Nice. Oh man, y'all, y'all, I laid the bomb out there, and man, y'all started responding. <laughs> oh man, I like that. I like that. All of y'all had some like really, really, really great points. Um, so I'm not gonna add anything to that. I'm gonna go right to the next point because that right there, that is a like for y'all that's watching. I hope y'all taking notes and if. Y'all missed it. Hey, this is going to be uploaded. Once we finish, it'll be on here. I can go back, rewind, and catch some of that, what was just said. Because notice, uh, Crystal said something key. She talked about conviction. Yeah, that feeling of conviction, when you mm -hmm. get hit, smack that. Because conviction come at you real hard. And they come oh, at you when you least expect it. You out here living your best life, doing whatever you doing. You all up in your mess, and God hits you with that. <laughs> and you like, oh, Wait, wait a minute, God. Wait, wait. That conviction start coming in, and you start feeling guilty. Now you, now you wondering, oh, how can I get out? How can I? No, no. You, I'm telling you, conviction. And it don't go away. Right. <laughs> until until you do somebody, it won't yeah. go away until you acknowledge it. And and if it's if it's not seeking after God, it's only temporary. The, the answer, you know. It's only gonna be temporary, God. Where it's permanent, you know. Mm -hmm. No matter what the situation, because that same conviction is really, you know, gonna come through this walk anyway. Every day, yeah. you know, every day. So it's gonna be continual, but you know, you're gonna be able to navigate through it with the help, you know, with the truth. So it's only one truth. It's only one answer. So you feel me? That's the problem with people. Problem is, we get convicted instead of standing up to that conviction head on, we try to mask it. We try to cover it up with other stuff. Or we take that conviction, yeah. we take the conviction from one thing and then step into some more mess to try to cover up the mess <laughs> that we was in. And now we just covered up in mess and conviction. And now you at like oh now you you at a breaking point every five seconds because you just covering up mess with more mess. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know it's like buying a car with a bad motor and then putting another bad motor on it. You know it's you're not serving it's a purpose. Pointless. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No point. no point. You're not going nowhere. <laughs> exactly. You still in the same spot you was in. You just covering it up with more mess and more dirt. So that's a key. And I know somebody out here right now that's convicted. We talking to you. You sitting on your couch right now, not knowing what to do. You convicted. We're giving you some steps and some tools on how to move forward and how to how to make it to the next step. Because we've all been there. We've all been in situations where God has come to us and say, hey, you know what you're doing ain't right. You know the message you're in is not what I play. I did not place you here. You placed yourself here. And sometimes mm -hmm. it takes God having to tell us that because we know deep down that what we're doing is not right. But sometimes it takes that reality check for us to be like, man, this ain't even, this mm -hmm. wasn't my calling. This is not what I'm, I've been called to do. Why am I living like this? Why am I talking like this? Why am I moving like this? Why am I Very operating much. like this? Why am I, so like, why am I associating myself with these people? Why am I still, putting this before God, like, why am I still so focused on, like, man, you know, like the biggest sign of conviction, a lot of times, you know, when you've been walking up right, you know, when you first get saved and you've been living right and you start going to church, you know, consistently and reading your word and all of a sudden you get consumed in something else. 
You know, I know a lot of times mm-hmm. we get consumed in our job, we get consumed in our, our, mm-hmm. you know, our love interests, we get consumed in, you know, our goals. A lot of times career. we get convicted yeah. because you put your career and your goals before God because you're like, well, this mm-hmm. is what God has planned for me. No, this is what you plan for yourself and you're trying to put, you're trying to entangle God up in it, but you can't put God mm-hmm. in something that he has not already predestined. And all mm-hmm. of times, mm-hmm. that's what we wind up doing. We wind up wondering why we getting convicted with mess is because we've literally attached ourselves. We've literally put so much either before God or we've devoted all our time into things that we shouldn't be devoting our time into. And the thing about time is you don't get it back. Your mm. time and your energy, you don't get it back. And whatever you put your energy into, that's what you're getting back. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. if you're putting your energy into things that don't line up with what God has planned for your life, Mm-hmm. You are not going to move forward. You're not going to move forward to your spirituality. And it's going to cause you to get to a point where you're going to break mentally because it affects mm-hmm. people don't realize the psychological effects that conviction has when you realize oh. that you done messed up. And now you mm-hmm. in, I, people say all the time, man, you know, I'm in a dark place. Well, nine times out of 10, you walked into that dark place with your eyes closed. You walked right into that dark place. And God says, turn I'm going to avoid the light. Turn the light on. Go ahead, Sean. Like, I was just saying, like, you know, as you're saying, walking to a dark place, was, you know, they definitely could have avoided it. You know, it wasn't like they were, like, somebody just just put them in there. You know, it's just it's them, their own, you know, free will that, that made them go to that dark place. You don't just, just appear there, you know. It's just really on them at the same time. And we understand that, you know, there's some situations and we understand that there are some people that are in situations that they had no control over. So this is not directed to those of you or for people who are in situations that they couldn't control because I do, we understand that in a sense of some situations and in a sense of, like we talk about entanglements, there are some situations where you get put in a position, you essentially you're either aiding somebody or you walk in one way and somehow you wind up in some mess and you don't even realize how you even wound up in it. You know what I'm saying? How did I get here? Exactly. Like it's like uh, walking in one direction and not all of a sudden, you know, you didn't wind up. Like, I, I'm telling you, I, I'll be transparent. The key, I'll say I had a situation and I'll be transparent in this conversation relationship wise. It happens a lot where we get caught up in what we think is love and it winds up being lust and we wind up you talk to a person and you think that, you know, you just start talking and your mind get all twisted and you're like, man, this the this the one when you know it ain't the one you just put in this perception of that person. Like you just, like, you know, and all the thoughts that you've had, you know for a fact, this really ain't the one that God has for you, but you just trying to make that person the one. So mm. because God, you, God ain't putting his hand in this mess. So now you're trying to invest all you can to make this something, mm. be something that is not. Now you draining yourself. Now you in a situation where you didn't wasted all your energy, all your life, all mm. your time into a person or into a, essentially a breathless soul. And now you wonder why you breathless because you didn't exerted all your energy in the mess. And so now you out here lifeless because you didn't exerted all your life into something that you weren't even supposed to be dealing with in the first place. You know, mm. people wonder why, you know, I talk about, and we'll go before we go into the main topic of discussion, like a lot of times people talk about, man, you know, well, I need to get connected with God more. Well, if you weren't connected to 50 other things, maybe your connection to God will be strong. 
You know, maybe your Wi-Fi signal weak because you got 50 million other things connected to your spiritual router when you should be connected to God. That's why your signal strength weak right now. Because you're trying to be connected to that girl that really ain't no good for you. You're trying to be connected to that job that you so focused on that God didn't call you to be there, but you're so worried about working 500 hours a week to pay for that car that you don't need, or that house that you can't afford, or pay for that girl that you can't afford that's with you for the wrong reasons, or that man that's only using you right. for your benefit. Uh, you know you know what I'm saying? It's so much going on. And so you done connected yourself to all of this. You connected yourself to trying to, you know, you connecting yourself to trying to do all of these different things and there's no room to be connected to God. You know, we talk about all the time being connected to the power source, being connected to God. Like you can't, like when you plug a phone in, you yeah. go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. God is a jealous God. Come on. He's a jealous God, you know. He's faithful to his word. So we can't put anything before him, period. Have to be connected to him to be, you know, any type of good to anything else. You know, the human nature uh, is just to be all about, you know, is to do, you know, what pleases the human nature. So uh, that's the that daily part of it. You know what I'm saying? We got to change those priorities around because God has to be first. He has to be in our heart. It's a um, scripture in Proverbs uh, 4. Uh, 4 and 23, I want to say, it talks about keeping that heart diligently because, you know, out of it comes the affairs of life. That's how you deal with life, right? what's in your heart, you know what I'm saying? So if we spend the time that we need, you know what I'm saying, critiquing that, feeling that, you know what I'm saying, then we can deal with all the other stuff. Otherwise, it's fruitless. It's, it's vanity, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, the book you, you um, the scripture you said, Ecclesiastes, three and one, that's a good chapter. Um, when I read it, that's really what it was talking about. You know, it's a time and place for everything, right? We don't necessarily understand everything that's going to be going on, you know, situations, entanglement, relationships that we have going on, problems at the job, what's, what's our next move? Trust me, I know. You know, we don't understand all that stuff. It's clear. But we can't let the situations of the day, you know, uh, affect us from continually believing in who God is to us. You feel me? That's the only way we can deal with the situation. So uh, just to piggyback off what you were saying, because I, I I heard you preaching, you know, you was going in, but, you know, just to piggyback off that, you know, that's so true. That's really what it is, you know, having that relationship right there, putting those things in our hearts so that we can deal with all this because there's so much stuff out here like Shalom saying, it's, it's considered the norm to most people. They don't even know, you know what I'm saying, the difference between that being right or wrong. They just see it, okay, I'm going to flow with it. You got, you know, tons of people doing it. I'm going to flock over here. But see, you know, you can be tossed to and fro if, if you, you know, if you don't have the right foundation. So, you know, just, you know, you were speaking to me, I had to. Tell you how I felt about it, you know. Right ahead, that's what we want. That's real. We need feedback, all the nuggets, all that we can get. Hey man, we putting this thing together. We need all the ingredients in this pot right here because it's it's cooking yeah. up right now. And that's that's real. And for y'all watching, man, that's really what we trying to do, man. We just trying to really just keep it real and keep it transparent with y'all because we've all been in situations. And that's the the topic of discussion that we're gonna jump into right now. The question that I have, and I'm gonna start with you, Siobhan, The question, and we can kind of go around. You all want to answer, but I, the question I have for today is: Have you have you been in a compromising position in your spirituality? 
If so, did you overcome it? And how so? So start with you, Siobhan. Compromise position. Um, well, let's go ahead and say it. Um, like spiritually, you know, me being a, you know, I, I've been in college for about, about four years now. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, as college students, man, we face with a lot, bro. It's, it's a lot going on, especially nowadays. And, like this new generation coming up, it's a lot of stuff that's going on. Like, you know, they, they advertise, they put it in your face. And, like, sometimes it's hard to, you know, stay away from it, you know, because it's like it's all in your face. You know, people doing it, people talking about it, people making it seem like it's, you know, the greatest thing to do. And in reality, you know, it's really not. But um, I feel like, you know, there have been instances where, um, like, going to, to parties, I, I've been to, uh, you know, I, I've been to some parties. I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't, because that would be wrong. But I've been to a couple parties and, and stuff like that. And I've been to where, you know, they've been drinking, and, you know, I have taken – partaking in it and um of course you know for for the quick for the, i guess for the quick second you know you're you feel good feeling good you know what i'm saying it doesn't feel like it's you know like doing anything to you but me anytime I, i've done it always afterwards like you said the the spirit of conviction it comes upon you real heavy because i know i had no business doing any of that, I know that that's not my character. You know, it's kind of hard because I, I've had, like, friends and people I've, I've been, you know, they they really, like, kind of, like, throw it up at you. Like, yeah, hey, man, just take this drink, man. There's nothing wrong with that, man. You know, it's just quick little feel good, you know. Hey, man, get drunk, man. You know what I'm saying? It's fun when you're, when you're drunk and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's, it's really not because it's just, I, I call it like a, like a, like a quick, a quick fix. Like just something that you you do for the for the quick second, and then it goes away. So like people, you know, you have a you say you have a problem before, you know, you go drinking or you go smoking. You know what I'm saying? For that quick time, yes, you know, what I'm saying you're not gonna feel you're not really gonna feel anything. You're gonna feel like all your problems are going away, like everything is good. But then once the, you know the the high or whatever comes down. And you're still faced with the same problems. And you're still faced with the, the same adversities. And you're still going through what you're going through even through that short time. This is never like the reason why I feel like that's how I overcame it because I knew that, you know, my same problems and the same stuff I was going through was still going to be there even through that time that I did whatever I did, which is um, the reason why, you know, I, I, I value my, my walk in Christ. And I value all the faith that I have in God because God has showed me that through any situation, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's never a quick fix for God. It's never like a quick high. It's never, you know, him just being there for that short moment and going away. He's always going to be there throughout any type of thing you're going through. You know, like if you have a problem, it might not go away instantly, but I know with God, you know, it, it takes steps. There's going to be steps to get through the problem. And with Oh man, I think we, we lost them for a split second, but um, 
Now, that was some the time period. There we go. And they're not really doing nothing for me. Hey, so and, um, hey before you before you quit, could you like backtrack like fifteen seconds of what you said? Because we lost you for like fifteen seconds. That you kind of you. Okay. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. We got you. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I was like I was saying, um, like with God, um, you know, He's so so for me, for like I said, overcoming. I knew that I just had to realize that you know God was always there for me. You know, I've always been taught that since I I can't even remember ever since I was probably in like pre-K because you know my whole my background and and the people that I have in my life. But of course, along the way, you know, things. We have to go through stuff, you know what I'm saying, ourselves. I can't go through what my parents went through, what my grandparents go through, you know what I'm saying. I have my own path of life, and I have to go through my stuff, you know, to get to where God needs me to be. And um, I just had to realize that, you know, he was always there for me, you know what I'm saying. I, I could have problems going on, and I know that eventually with my faith in God and my faith in him, all I had to do was trust him. And I know that eventually the problems will go away. And they did. And I, it took me, it took me probably about, it took a minute for me to realize that, to really realize it. You know, of course you hear it, like you hear a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, people will preach. I, I, I hear a lot of stuff that, you know, my parents preach, my grandparents preach and, and all that. And um, I feel like to actually like, to really, really feel it, you have to, you have, that's something you have to go through. And that's something that I have to, um, to go through, you know, and I thank God um, for getting me out of that because I know anytime the situation, if the situation does come up now, you know, I'm I'm quick to, to shut it down because I know I have strength and I have faith in God. And that's what I really, um, you know, I, I want to preach that to just, not just, you know, college students or young kids, but just everybody in general. You, know, you always have, you always have somebody, you know, with you and that's, that's Jesus. He's always going to be by your side. No matter what you're going through, you could have, you know what I'm saying? You can feel like you can't, if you feel like you can't get out of an entanglement, you know, you feel like there's nothing you can do. There's always something to do. Call on God. He can get you, he can get you out of any, any type of situation that's bringing you down, that's making you feel bad, you know what I'm saying? That's making you do things that you normally know that you wouldn't do. Just call on God. You know, if, if it's hard for you to do that, talk to somebody that that's, like, talk. if you're not, I wouldn't say a Christian, or if you're not, you know, on the right walk with Christ, find somebody who is. There's plenty of people out there. I'm here, you know, my, my the, the church, everybody, they're here for anybody who wants to, you know, just if they need help with that. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with that, and they just don't know what to do. They don't know who to go to. But um, that's really how, you know, I feel on that. And that's all I really had to say, but. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great um points, Siobhan. Um, I can look back and think of my college days, and um, mm -hmm. um, my conviction with things didn't necessarily come as quickly as yours. Like you know, of course, you know, we'd go out party and things like that. Um, and I didn't necessarily feel guilty about it the next morning, but I did eventually come to a point in life where I wanted to give back to Jesus the love and the loyalty that he had given me. And um, a change kind of took place within me and I no longer wanted those things and no longer 
um, felt that I needed to party or to, you know, drink or anything like that. Um, so there was a point where a change came and um, it didn't stick, you know, right away. You know, I would yeah. still feel like, okay, you know, I don't really want to do this anymore. It's not really my thing, but you know, it's graduation. My friends were like, come on, let's go. Let's, you know, and you know, we go out, you know, have a good time, but it's like, no, this isn't really for me. Um, this isn't who I am, you know? And um, my friends begin to know, Crystal don't go out anymore. Crystal, you know, she doesn't do that anymore. Um, and we, of course, we're still friends, but they knew that I was walking a different walk, you know? And um, they actually, helped me you know take on a different role even within our friendship um you know so my friend call you know can you pray with me you know this is going on can we pray and you know i really um cherish those moments you know with my friends and i'm grateful for that and i'm grateful for god using me you know and um yes that's a great point that you made there. And, you know, we all have to go through our own different stages in life to really have our own relationship with God and to be able to look back and say, this is where he brought me from. Very true. Proud of you, nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Um, as for me, well, great points, both of y'all. I guess I'll continue in, in step. Uh, you know, for me, um, I remember back when I was younger and in high school and those those days. I didn't go to college, so um, back in those days, you know, I, I endeavored in smoking marijuana very often. And, um, you know, I smoked marijuana for a long time. And, um, you know, I just, it kept me blind to some things, you know, it kept me blind to, you know, my my, um, my purpose in life and, and where I needed to go. And, you know, just things that were good for me. I missed a lot of things, you know, so definitely I would consider that as, you know, an entanglement that, um, that I was caught in because granted, you know, when you, anybody who smokes marijuana, so, or has, you know, they, it gives you a feeling that you can do um, whatever you're doing better, right? So, um, you know, for me, it was just, it was something I did um, as a young man. And, um, you know, I struggled with quitting a lot of times, you know, many times I tried because I knew it was wrong. Um, the, and when I say wrong, I meant for, for, you know, it kept me blind to what was really needed in my life, right? So it was an entanglement, you know. Um, I don't want to get into the um, politics of it, you know, medical uses and all that. Um, but as yeah. far as what I'm talking about is wrong, is it was keeping me from what God had for me. Um, you know, I missed out on a lot of time, wasted, and just didn't see things, you know, that I, I needed in my life and in my future at the time because of that. And, um, you know, um, it just was an entanglement, but I remember um, someone in my life, very, very important to me, very close to me, told me one time, 
Uh, they told me that, you know, God is going to have to take that away from you. That's the only way because, you know, I was doing it so much and I just, you know, didn't see it as a, as an entanglement, right? That's pretty much what we were talking about. You know, a lot of people don't see it as that. I was just like, oh, it's, it's no big deal, you know, but um, it really was an entanglement. So I thank God, you know, that um, things transpired in my life, chain, chain of events that I believe God was calling me out of that. And a lot of things that I had in my past that I was doing, you know, so um, I thank God for that. The only way I came out of it is that God completely, you know, took it out of my, the taste out away from me, um, you know. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a true entanglement when you're doing something that's, that's hurting you, keeping you from your potential, that um, has you blind, you know, that you can't see as a problem, but others from the outside can see it's a problem. Um, it's, it's truly entanglement when you don't see it, right? So I just give God praise on that note because, you know, what was in, truly instilled in my heart as a child, you know, came through when I was older and, um, you know, when I started to mature. And um, another thing that had to happen too is, you know, um, a lot of influences that were in my life that kind of kept me, you know, I might, I might take two steps out, but then, you know, some way around in the situation, somebody I knew, friend, whatever, you know, would come around and it just like, uh, it didn't seem so bad to tip, you know, and then next thing you know, a tip turned into full out, you know, me on my own and now I'm back at square one. So I had to uh, really be, um, God, I would say he isolated me for a time, you know, where I could really see that. And it was in my heart to change. Um, you know, I always felt conviction about it, but I tr always tried to rationalize it. You know, um, there were times that I was just full-fledged in it. And then there were times where I was like, I need to, you know, I need to tighten, I need to cut this off. I, I have other things I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, it, it was truly a struggle, but I thank God because, you know, it's, I know it's no place in my life for it. Um, right now, you know, I'm not going to, uh, judge anybody's choices or anything. Everybody has their own choices, but for me, I, I just know, you know, that I um, it's an entanglement that God brought me from, and I wouldn't go back. You know, I wouldn't tip back because at one point it was truly an entanglement that had me, you know. So, a stronghold. Uh, there you go. It's a stronghold, you know, and I'm I'm thankful because you know I'm an athletic person. I love to play ball. I love to run. I love to do all that. Right. And in the long scheme of things, you know, that's counteractive to that, right? Don't get me wrong, I'm still nice on the court, uh, you know, and, and still was, you know, getting buckets, you know, still sharpshoot, you know, still hustling, but at the same time, <laughs> why you laughing so much, Siobhan? Well? You said we were going to be transparent now. <laughs> those are facts now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's yeah. real. You ain't lying, yeah. <laughs> But for real though, you know, uh, it wasn't going with where my life was headed. So a lot of times um, it's gonna be situations like that that are not going with your grand scheme of your life, you know? So once, especially once you have responsibilities like your family and things of that nature, you don't, you don't have room for little, you know, things of that nature. Like, you know, so it's my two cents on entanglement and compromising. Um, 
that was compromising me that I overcame through God's grace and his will in my life. Amen. Amen. All of those were really, really good examples and really good um, methods and really just really good displays of how you all, things that you all have encountered and dealt with. And not only that, but how y'all were able to move forward, how y'all were able to analyze because in situations like that, I feel like there has to come a point where you have to stop and think. And that's usually where conviction comes prior to that. The conviction comes, and that's usually when you stop. And whether it be something that, you know, like Alex, what you were saying, like with the, you know, marijuana usage, and we understand that in some cases it's, you know, has good uses. So we're not judging anybody for what they do because we've all, you know, we've all fallen short. We've all done things that didn't line up, or we've all done things that may not have lined up to God in our own sight. So. You know, we're not going to sit here and judge people because we've all done wrong. And uh, so my answer uh, to the question, um, um, have I ever been in a compromising position? Absolutely. I've been in a lot of compromising positions. Um, and I'll kind of piggyback because I, I did talking points and y'all all talked about them, like notable life events that have tested your faith, events that made, you know, question God or dealing with temptation. Um, and for me, I've had situations along all of those lines um, but a compromising position I was in in my spirituality uh, was back when I was about 14, like 13, 14. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, um, prior to, you know, moving to moving back to Georgia, moving with my uh, moving a little wissy, um, I wasn't really um, a, a quote unquote, you know, church goer or a church boy, however you want to kind of layer it. Um, and so I wasn't really, you know, the only time I really went to church was for funerals because everybody that I was around was, you know, going to glory, you know, so that's really the only time I, the only time I was in the church was when a casket was there. So I wasn't getting the only messages that I were getting were eulogy. So I wasn't really getting filled with the Holy Spirit. I didn't really have people, you know, really kind of breaking scriptures down and breaking the word down to me. So there were times where I questioned God, you know, my grandmother passed away. You know, I always thought that she was going to live forever you know what i'm saying you know for those of y'all that don't know i was a late bloomer i was the youngest grandchild uh and to put it into perspective the oldest grandchild is pushing 60 so i'm 20 the oldest is 60 so yeah there's a, a gap between us amen so and i'm siobhan's uncle and he's older than me so y'all put two <laughs> and two together amen but um to say that you know to say the least i was at a point because when my grandmother passed i felt like something had been stolen from me because that's really who kind of like from the time I was born up until I was like seven or eight, that's who raised me up until the time that she got sick. So I felt like I had got robbed by God. Like I felt like God stripped something like a part of me away. And I felt like I didn't deserve that at the time. So I questioned God. I questioned his authenticity. I questioned him. Like I questioned everything about God for a long time because it was like, you know, Cause I felt like, well, you know, all the other grandkids, you know, they got their time with their grandmother. You know what I'm saying? You know, you living and you're like, I remember my sister, you know, my sister and brother, you know, they were at the funeral crying. I was like, y'all, y'all got 40 years with it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all in y'all forties, I'm 12. And it's like, I couldn't process it. So it was like all that anger that I had, it went to God. And for a minute, I really struggled with that. And I didn't really come out about it. And for those of y'all watching too, real quick, man, if y'all dealing with something, a situation like that, whether it be grief, whether it be a situation, please talk to somebody, okay? One thing about us, I, I know some churches out there be talking about God is your only counselor. Listen, if you need some, like, therapy, 
God gave us licensed physicians for a reason. It's a lot of folks out here dealing with stuff, that the battle with stuff, that the battle, whether it be grief, sexual abuse, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And that's what we were talking about before. Some of these entanglements are coming from things that you've dealt with, situations in your past that you ain't mm -hmm. opened up and spoken about. And that stuff is haunting you. That stuff is dealing yeah. with you. So, yes, you need to speak spiritual counsel. Sit down and talk with someone. Like I said, one thing, you know, Pastor Les, Pastor Chair, Pastor Air, Pastor Phoebe, talk with someone who truly has your But Also, seek medical help. You know what I'm saying? There's some programs out here where sit down and talk to someone where you can really voice what you're going, what's, what's going on and what you're dealing with. Because a lot of times our problems are not necessarily that we put ourselves in certain situations, but that we don't open up about stuff. We bottle up stuff instead of mm -hmm. talking about it. And so the situation with my grandmother, that was one because, you know, I really, that happened. My grandmother passed May of 2012. And that really kind of like from that point, until about early 2013, I didn't want to hear nothing about God. And at some point, at, there was a particular point where I didn't even believe God was real. Like, I was like, you know what? This can't be like, there's ain't no way we sitting up in church every Sunday praising this imaginary being. Like, I was there with it. I'm being honest with you. So sure. don't let the smooth taste fool you. Cause I was at a point where I was like, God ain't real. And all this stuff y'all talking in this little holy book, whatever y'all want to call it, it's fake. All y'all out here, and I was like, man, all y'all Christian folks are hypocrites because all the pastors that I was seeing had kids in the pulpit that wasn't from their wives out here sleeping. Like, that's what I was seeing. So it's like, from the outside looking in, I'm like, man, ain't none of y'all right. All y'all living wrong. Like, how am I supposed Like, how am I supposed to be led to this quote-unquote holy creature that y'all preaching, like y'all praising and worshiping when I don't even, like, y'all ain't even, like, there's no example being set. But it wasn't until I saw people that walked the walk you know, when I moved to Georgia in 2013, my brother-in-law sister, my sister is Pastor Phoebe, and her husband, my brother-in-law is Pastor Eric. And at that point, they had been pastors of their own ministry for, but at that point, three years, but they had been in ministry for a while before that. And as one can tell y'all, they had been in ministry, you know, before they had even got to Georgia, goodness and mercy in different places. But they had been in leadership for a minute. So it was like, it wasn't until I saw their walk and how God intervened in their life and how they took and how they truly lived and how whenever a situation came about, how they had faith and how God would come and intervene. Like it wasn't until I would witness a situation where I was like, there is no way we'll get out of this. And then God intervenes and we get out of it. And it's like, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Man didn't do this. Some, there had to be some type of higher power that did this. And that's when I started to really, when I started to really dig deep into the word, and that's when I realized, okay, this is, there is something here. And so it took time for me to get, but it took time. But I went from being young, you know, people telling you that God is real, to questioning and being like, there is no God, to experiencing God for myself. And now I'm somebody that can advocate and tell y'all, God is real. Okay. God is real. God is real. I've seen it for myself. I've witnessed him do miracles in my life. I've seen it firsthand. So when it comes to events that made me question God, yes, I have questioned God. I have been in points where I did not believe. Like, yes, I have been there. So for those of you all, because I know for a fact, I'm not the only one out here that has been at a point where they've questioned God's authenticity. And it happens a lot, you know, but we don't like to open up about that because we feel like we're going to be judged. But it's not like there's there comes a point where we question it. and it's, like i say grief is is a huge thing a lot of times you know people 
You know, a lot of times when we lose a loved one, the first thing people say, well, you know, it was God's time. And man, folks don't be wanting to hear that. Like, you know, that ain't the first thing you think when you lose somebody that you thought was going to be here for a long time. You thought they was going to be at your graduation. You thought they were going to be there. And then all of a sudden they just go. And now mm -hmm. you got to sit here and like you like, and now you got to just know that that was God's plan. Like your plan was to do that. So, but a lot of times, you know, people like the sugarcoat and like, like I'll be honest, don't nobody be wanting to really hear that, whether that be the truth or not. But you know, that's a, and that's that's rawness. You know, that's the realness. So that's something that made me question God, and it took me some time to overcome it. But that's how I did it. Also dealing with temptation. I'm a college student going into my third year, and yes, Lord, I have been tempted. All right. Um, I'll be so honest and transparent. I've been tempted when it I've been tempted as far as alcohol. Yes. And I'll be honest. You know, when you get there, you have temptation. And I'll be honest. Ain't like Siobhan said, I have fallen into the temptation. And it is something that you don't like. And I was more along the, the crystal side of it. I, I wasn't necessarily regretting it the next morning. I'm like, hey, this is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? It, but then it's like, then you think about it when you see what you see the effects that it had. You know, I, I've seen people that literally have substance abuse issues and it's like, that's not the route I want to go down. I don't want to be in a position where it's like, um, because a lot of times when you get to a point where you can't have fun without drinking, you have a problem. If you can't have a good time without pouring you up some Cavazier or some Crown, whatever your drink of choice is, you need some, I'm being honest, because I, like I say, it's all out there. You got your brown, your white, whatever you like. If you can't have a good time, Without sipping on a little something, something or smoking on a little something, something and snorting on a little something, something, taking a little something, something or shooting up a little something, something, however you want to get it. If you can't have a good time out there, that's a deeper issue. And like I say, in college, like Siobhan said, college is a different ball game nowadays, man, because we're exposed to a lot. And, you know, coming from, like I said, you go, and I thank God that, you know, the difference between, like, you notice with Siobhan and I, we've, all, we've been exposed to things. And we've been taken off course, but never did we take that turn and go completely left. And that's one thing. That's one thing. That's what I love about God is in his walk, you know, he never said that we weren't going to slide off track. But he, I thank God that he gives us the opportunity that when we get off course, that we can continue to move forward. So that's why Siobhan and I, we're not out here. Yes. Have we used alcohol? Yes. I have used it. I have, I have attempted to get drunk. Don't think it's possible. I've done all of that. I've sat down and tried to just drink, 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 just to see what would happen. And I'm like, man, this stuff is weak. Yada, yada, yada. I've done it. Then woke up the next morning with a massive headache. So it's like, yes, but that like, that don't solve nothing. You know what I'm saying? And first of all, if we're going to be honest, we're going to talk about, first of all, if you out here drinking, drinking is an entanglement to your pockets. Okay. And we being honest, we being truthful. You know, I know a lot of times we go out to these clubs, we go partying, and you, you know, I done seen people go to the club, you buying a bottle for two, three hundred dollars, and you ain't got, especially in college, you about to spend your whole refund check in two, Ooh, three weekends. No now the rest of the semester, you eat the wrong. I wouldn't do all that though. Like, Keep now, my money I, in my pocket. It's some folks, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's some folks, bro, they hold they whole refund that, check. Man. You know what I'm saying? That, I'm saying? It's real. Like it's some folks, do like, that. in school, it's like they go out, they going out here, they partying, they going to club, and it's like fake IDs. Fat, buying fake IDs. <laughs> it's, it's exactly like it's, it's real out here, and these some real like this is real stuff. So that's why we really mm -hmm. having a talking point because I'm letting y'all know, like it ain't like we've been there. I've been there. I've been 
you know, been in situations. I'm my first, and I'll go even deeper into it. I'm in my first weekend of school. I got invited to a party. And I remember I went. And at that point, I was like, yeah, never again. Because I remember I went, and it was a, a local club, but it was a bunch of old heads in there. And it was like, it was these 40 and 50-year-old men praying after these young 18, 19-year-old girls, you know what I'm saying, trying to, all this fake gold on. And I'm just like, nah, this ain't, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Spending five, $600 on a bottle you can get for 40 Like, it's just doing all this stuff, getting caught up in all of this. And at the end of the day, like you, and the problem is the reason why these folks, like these people do this stuff is because some, like something is missing. They're trying to feel something. Like, oh, there's a void there that they're trying to be, like, feel. That's where I was at. Like, when I would drink, it's like, it was almost as if I was trying to, like, it was almost like I was trying to fit in. Like, I was trying to be cool. Like, man, let me yeah. see what happened. Like, I'm trying to drink, you know what I'm saying? I can I can drink this bottle, you know what I'm saying? I don't need no, you know. But at the end of the day, was I moving forward in that? No. Now, how did I overcome it? Realizing, honestly, my turning point was when I first, my and this was my first year of school. I thank God I'm in year three now. And I survived. My turning point was, when I realized how much money it costs to be stupid, how much money it costs to go to these parties, how much money it costs to try to, you know, impress people, how much money it costs if you try, you know what I'm saying? You trying to impress people, you trying to, now I never, I never went the, the smoke route because I always had a fear that the day I smoked was going to be the day I had to go to a doctor's appointment and they had to do a urine analysis. And I just knew that my emergency contact, who was my mother, was going to get a call saying, yeah, we uh, did a urine analysis on your son. And uh, <laughs> yeah, here's some, uh, some OG in the system. They wanted to let you know. Now my mom calling me like, you know, now I'm about to get killed and y'all ain't no more, you know, Brother Quentin. Ain't, you know, podcast. Y'all don't hear my voice in the beginning of it. Y'all gonna hear recording <laughs> somebody else. Right. I'll be dead. But like, for real, for real, that's really where it came to. Like, sometimes you don't overcome it. God, like straight up, sometimes it ain't your choice. God like, yeah, that bank account, yeah. Uh, yeah, you ain't gonna do it no more because you ain't got no more money to do it. Y'all that drinking you were doing, yeah, how you gonna buy some alcohol you ain't got with four dollars in your account? How you gonna do it? What you what you gonna do now? You you gonna eat or you gonna get drunk? You know what I'm saying? Or I even go a step further. Another one was dealing with temptation. Girls, dealing with that. When you get to school, when you are, you know, a handsome young black male, a young educated black male, temptation is there. And it's not the temptation that you deal with in high school either, Siobhan, I tell you. We've been places, got hit on by, you know, older women. We, you old know, I'm like, <laughs> and it's real. Old older, like, I'm telling you. And, and here's the thing about it. What's tempting about it is you feel like, you feel like you can get away with it. You feel like in certain situations, you feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, this is like, I'm out here. Like, you know, like you, you get caught up in that. You get caught up in the attention. That's why a lot of, that's how a lot of entanglements start. You start to like the attention, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships, boy, when you don't get no attention or like there's some folks with low, I thank God I ain't never had low self-esteem. I always knew God did his thing. <laughs> he gave me the freckles, the red howlers. I already knew that God had, had made something happen when he made this brother him. So I never had that issue. But I know a lot of people that dealt with that. And, that, and, I, and for the young ladies out here, because I've had a lot of female friends that, and because I've always interacted better with, with females because I grew up around women. So I have a lot of platonic female friends. And I've noticed that a lot of young ladies who, you know, have, you know, low self-esteem, a lot of times they get caught up in situations 
strictly because of the fact that a lack of attention causes them to when a person gives them some attention, they feel as though now that time needs to be devoted to the person that's giving them attention. So I've literally had people that I've encountered and talked to, and when I'm not going to put nobody business in the street, because that's not what this is for, but it's for some of you all out here that's watching to know that there are some, like a lot of times we get put in situations, not necessarily because we choose to, but because essentially what has been imparted from a young age, some of us have had parental issues. There's some young men who didn't have a father growing up. So it's like, how, how am I supposed to know how to be a man when I didn't have a man to teach me how to be a man? Or how am I supposed to know how a man is supposed to treat me when I haven't been treated properly by a man? Or how am I supposed to know how to properly treat a woman when I've never seen someone properly treat a woman? Like these are all things that lead to some compromising situations because of things that weren't dealt with as children. So how do you overcome it? Well, first by accepting like, hey, this is where I need to work on myself at. And then either look into this word, dig deep into this word, or talk to somebody. Like a lot of times people like people don't understand when you open up and voice what you're dealing with, a lot of times if you just open your mouth and speak out about what's going on to the right people, don't speak out to the wrong people because that's how you get your business put out there. But sit down and talk to some spiritual counselors. Sit down and talk to some actual my mental health, like some physicians because you don't realize that that might be something that'll save your life. Like, I'll be honest, in my last point, being in like relationships, man, I was in a relationship that I just knew from the jump. When I got in a relationship, the person was not designed or destined for me. And if she watching, I'm being transparent and I'm being honest. You knew it from the time when you met me, so I'm being honest, amen. But, and I'm throwing it out there because the truth is I've literally been in situations where you get in these relationships based off of how you feel in the flesh. You get in relationships because in your flesh, you're like, man, you know, you feel like you can fix the person. Like, you ain't the person I want you to be yet. But I'm going to be your God and turn you into who I want you to be. And in the meantime, you wind up killing yourself almost like spiritually and mentally because you're trying to do something that you weren't created to do because you're trying to fix somebody and you more broken than they are. You're not even who God created you to be and you're trying to turn somebody into this puppet or into this particular image that you designed when you aren't the creator of anything. And I've been in situations like that where I've been with people who I thought you know, well, you know, this ain't what I'm I'm looking for, but, you know, if I just, you know, I can fix this, or, you know, I can, like, you know, I, you know, God, you know, I know this ain't, you know, like, why we keep, why do we, like, we be trying to negotiate with God, like, God, you know, I know this ain't what you, I know this ain't the plan you have for my life, but I mean, we can make this work, right, God? And God is looking at you like, nah, it ain't gonna work, you just gonna. I'm just going to sit here and watch you walk around in this circle that you keep walking around in. And then in about a year, when you come back to the same point, and then you lay it all down and realize you wasted the time, then we'll move forward. And that's how it really is, because I've been in those situations. I've been in the the relationships that, from the jump, I already, like, I knew, like, a lot of times, you know, within, like, the first month, this ain't going to work. You can stay. Like you, you soon as the person open their mouth, they're like, "Yeah, this ain't gonna work." No, no. Or the person start talking, or it's like, 
But especially when, you know, you mentioned the conversation about God in the first, like, when you ask somebody about, you know, their spirituality, it's like, I go to church. All right, let me go ahead and, uh, okay. And, yeah, I go to church. Okay, what, what, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, but a lot of times what we'll do, and this is the problem, this is how we wind up getting convicted. A lot of times people will show us who they truly are. Mm-hmm. God will allow them, to, God will allow a person to show us who they are. And what we wind up doing is we put the, we put the blinders on because we don't want to see a person for who they truly are. We want to see them for who we want to see them as. And we wind up walking right into a whole situation that even, you didn't even have to walk into. I've been in relationships where I knew from the jump, this girl is crazy. She needs to grow and grow in her walk with Christ by herself. We do not need to be connected in this relationship because your mess is going to become my mess and we just going to be a mess together. I'm already a mess. I don't need no more mess. But instead, we think, well, you know what? Nah, let me, maybe I can help you. Or maybe I can lead you, you know, maybe I can, when I'm not even in the right place myself. What winds up happening? You wind up wasting your time. You wind up wasting their time. And y'all both end up more broken than y'all were in the first place because you tried to make something work that wasn't supposed to work in the first place. Mm. And so that's where you wind up being at. So that's that's mine with dealing with temptation because it's out there. Well, that's a whole nother podcast, Clay. Oh, yeah. yeah. A whole nother round table or two. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, ooh, yeah. But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, ooh. But, um, and uh, I'm looking on here, but, yeah, that's a, a big one there. These relationships as far as spiritual, and spiritual relationships, too, Um, as we prepare to close, because it's 914, we're going to go ahead and wrap up and say some kind of closing things, and we're going to get out of here in about five minutes. Um. But the last thing, too, is um, talking about, we talked about dealing with temptation and events that make you question God. Um, but I want to, like, talk about a key. You won't truly move forward until you, tru- until you honestly accept that something is wrong and you need, like, until you accept what, like, accept what you're dealing with and accept that, hey, I made a mistake. I walked in something that I knew I shouldn't have been walking in. And God, I need you to help me. Sometimes in order to move forward, we got to fall on our face, get vulnerable. We got to open up and say, God, I need you to help me. The problem is we get so, we get so, we get so like, we get so caught up in ourselves. We get so self-absorbed. We get so, we get so, arrogant we get so we just get so caught up prideful yes mm-hmm. pride we get so prideful and it's like we know that we need god more than ever but we got too much pride and you'll never get out of a compliment a complicated or compromising relationship or situation with pride you'll never get out of it. pride is part of the reason we wind up in the, the romantic relationships that don't work we wind up staying there because we got too much pride. We mm-hmm. think that, oh, I'm better than that person. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. You know, as far as in our, you know, uh, dealing with temptations, you know, we think, well, you know, I drunk something, so what? Everybody else doing it. I'm not wrong, you know, and we just have pride. And it's like, 
if you know that mm-hmm. what you're doing is wrong, at pride, that's the biggest, biggest pitfall. But with that, mm-hmm. I'm going to say for, um, before we kind of close out, I want to thank everybody for, for watching. We're going to close on that note. But before we exit tonight's podcast or this morning's podcast, excuse me, I know the time and the looks right now, y'all probably wonder, why is it dark? Well, mind your business. Take the, take the meat, get the meat of today's <laughs> podcast, take that and run with it. Don't be worried about the time differences and what's going mm, don't on. Be right? Don't be worried about all that. <laughs> now y'all concerned. It's fresh. It's no, it's fresh. Hey, man. Before we close out, man, is there anything else, man, y'all want to add to today's topic, man? We had some great conversations, some great discussions. And like I said, we were going to be transparent today. So for those of y'all watching, if you felt like I threw some shots at you, they weren't shots. But if you felt it, then you felt it. But that's a part of being transparent, you know. So, you know, we all have learning experiences. Hey, man, I didn't say no names, but to some folks. I had some learning experiences. We've all had learning experiences. So that's something to really kind of be honest about and transparent about. But anything I want to say before we close out? Well, I just want to say there's nothing that God cannot bring you out of if you diligently seek him and make it known that this is not what you want. You want him. He will get you through it. He'll get you out of it. Amen. I have two things I want to say. I know uh, I just want to talk about the scripture that you gave, uh, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. I encourage that everybody read that entirety of that chapter, the whole chapter, because it's very on point. Um, I just kind of say my comments on the scripture, uh, verse 1. It says, to everything, there's a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So, you know, just quickly, I just think that this is powerful because God has a plan for all people. And, um, you know, going through situations, we might not always understand. Um, I'm speaking personally for myself, from my own point of view, but I hope it resonates with everybody. Um, So we might not always understand, might not always be clear what God is doing, but this scripture lets us know that there's a time, that everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. So, Although we might go through things, uh, cycles in life, issues, struggles, um, you know, knowing Christ and knowing that he, he has a plan for all people, we can face these and we can't let these situations become uh, distractions and barriers to the work that we as people, God's children should be doing, right? I think that's the disconnect. That's when like all of us were talking about you can go left, right? With these situations getting entangled. Um, I'm speaking personally. Uh, we can't let situations, because I've had to deal with some situations and some uh, barriers that could have, you know, kept me disconnected. But I thank God that, um, you know, I was open and willing to the work that he had for me to do in that time, in that season, in that place. And if you read from two on down to the end of the chapter, it talks about so many different situations and times and things that there's a time and place for. So just equate that to your life and know that God has worked for us, right? His timing is perfect. His timing is important. Um, Pastor Lester said something two days ago that he gave a word. I know it was for me. I know it was for some other people. He said, um, our will needs to get out of the way. He said, for too long, our will has been holding us up from God's will. So that's just so true, you know, in these situations, we need to understand that, um, you know, 
And then just a word of encouragement I want to give, because as I was listening to everybody's, what everybody was saying, I just want to read a portion of Psalms 4. It's real short, eight scriptures. But it talks about, um, uh, it blessed me in verse 7. Um, but verse 7 says, Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increase. Right, so this is talking about the difference between, and read this in its entirety too. It's talking about the difference between the joy of the Lord being in your heart and the uh, circum circumstantial happiness. Like a lot of us was talking about, you know, you go out drinking, it might be cool for the moment, but that's only temporary, right? Mm. The reason we can conquer and, um, you know, keep it moving forward and, and dodge entanglements um, and as a, follower of Christ is because his joy, we, we understand that his joy is what keeps us through these things, right? We understand that, you know, the joy of the Lord overcomes all situations, right? No matter what situation we find ourselves in as followers of Christ, this is, this is why we need him in our hearts is because, you know, we can maintain through it. So Psalms 4, I just wanted to give a word of encouragement um, as we start speaking and just kind of came to me soon. Thank y'all for hearing me, and uh, I'm gonna shut up. Cause uh, sorry, <laughs> you know, yeah, be a little happy, you know. So hey, it's all good. Oh y'all, it's good, good um, being in part of this discussion with you all. Enjoy myself. Um, hope you did yeah. too. Hope somebody got something out of it. Yeah. That's all I have. Man, anything from anybody else? Everybody, everybody good. Everybody good. Um, I just want to say, you know, I thank God that um, you know, we have this platform for us, you know, to get all the stuff that we talked about. Because I'm, I'm very positive that, you know, maybe somebody, anybody that was going through something that we talked about, or you know, they might have been dealing with something similar to it, you know, that they'll. But this will, you know, open their eyes up and kind of like get them on that step to recovery. And also just, just even for myself, you know, the stuff that y'all were saying, I, I, I'll be sure to, you know, to watch this over and, and, and take notes, know this stuff, and, you know, in certain situations that still might come up because, like I said, you know, we're not all perfect. And the devil will tempt us no matter how far I walk with Christ is, no matter how spiritual we are, do anything, the devil's, he tempted Jesus. So that's just lets you know that anybody can get tempted. So you know, I'll be sure to note stuff down that we talked about. But I thank God for all y'all. And uh, I just pray that everybody um, enjoyed this. And I hope we do it again soon. So that's all I had to say. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Siobhan. Thank you, Crystal. And thank you, Alex, so much for everything that um, you all spoke and said on tonight. Um, for those of y'all watching, like I said, this wasn't a traditional forum at all. Um, we were all, we wanted to be transparent. A lot of things that uh, I spoke on today were things that, you know, I don't talk about a lot um, because they're not things that I'm necessarily proud of the things that we talked about. These aren't things that we're proud of, but in the same sense, these are things that helped us grow in our walks with Christ. And so we just want everybody to know that you're not alone and whatever you may be facing, because we've all faced things. We've all 
we're still facing things. It's, it's not like we've just made it through everything and we, we've crossed the finish line. No, we're constantly battling day by day. Hey, Amen. There are constantly days where you wake up and it's like, you have to be like, God, I thank you for taming my tongue because the old me would have said something to this person. Like, you know, thank you for clearing my vocabulary from certain words because these people need you, Lord. They need you, you know. So it, it's, it's a, a blessing to be at a point where you can do that because I know there there's some of us out here that, you know, haven't gotten that filter yet. And that's okay. Work on it. Continue to work on it. Continue to pray. And that's just part of why we're having this conversation because we've all been in situations and we've all dealt with certain things and we've all been been there, done that, got the t-shirt, got the coffee mug, um, but we just want to help everybody. So I uh, truly hope that you all, you know, gain something from this on this morning during this live. Uh, make sure that you comment. Hey, man, if you got any questions um, or anything along those lines, just leave a comment. We'll be sure to kind of, you know, tag along or tag back in the comments. But we just wanted to be honest on today. Uh, we wanted to be transparent. We wanted to truly openly discuss. And uh, I think we did a great job of accomplishing that. Um, just want to thank um, nephew again, Siobhan Davis, and my bro and sis, Alex and Crystal, for joining me on tonight. Hey, man, this was something um, that, you know, Pastor Lester had been on us about. He wanted us to do it. And um, it was something that we had even, you know, we had sat down and did a little test run about a month ago. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. So just wait, <laughs> just wait until we get in person. You know, this was more of a, this was more of a, of a conversation, more of us kind of kicking back and, you know, chopping it up. Uh, but we'll definitely have a more of a podcast type forum in the near future um, where we just talk about, you know, just anything. But of course, we're going to use these platforms to enhance our knowledge and to enhance our minds and to continue to move us forward in this walk um, toward, you know, eternal life. So with that being said, man, I want to thank everybody. Thank y'all so much for tuning in on today. Make sure y'all share this video. Also, um, if you missed any portion of this video today, uh, man, we're going to, this will be on all streaming services uh, to be posted on Spotify later on today. It'll be on Apple Podcasts. It'll be on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Podbean, Podcast Live, wherever you stream, it'll be there. So make sure you stream us. Make sure you stream, 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 um, because that truly helps out the ministry a lot. All you got to do is stream, click play, let it play while you shower, let it play while you eat, let it play while you sleep, wake up to us in the morning times, amen, um, because that's truly, 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 truly allowing us to continue to spread the message out um, across the nation and across the world. Um, we're currently available and uh, we're currently being listened to in over 40 countries across the, the world on the day. So um, we've really, really, really grown as far as a podcast, as far as a community, as far as a group, and as far as a ministry. So, and we can't do that without you all's constant support and constant help. Also, if you're not following the ministry's Facebook page, be sure to go to um, our page. Just type in New Freedom Christian Ministries. Um, and be sure to follow the page and like the page um, and turn on the post notifications. That way, every time we go live or we post something, you'll be the first to be notified. So make sure that you do that. But I want to thank y'all so much again for joining us. Amen. To all of y'all here, have a blessed rest of your day. Amen. 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 See y'all soon.